again to the Bar Stewards Inquiry in association with systembet.co.uk. I'm Catherine Fry and joining me as always is Lee, Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk and John Nang of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook. What a weekend we have ahead, an absolute top class weekend. Sandown for the Tingle Creek and the Henry VIII, Aintree for the Beach Chase and the Grand Sefton, Huntingdon for the Peterborough Chase and across the sea in Ireland we have Navan for the Claren Davis, Punchestown for an unbelievable John Durkin and Cork the Hilly Way. So we will get to all of those in due course. First of all, we're just going to run through a few of the listener questions. Um, thanks again to everybody that has sent them to us. We, we do appreciate you listening. Uh, with one um, from, <laughs> from Lorne Marvo on uh, Twitter, it says, Without revealing stakes, what was the biggest bet the panel have ever had and did it cop? <laughs> John? I think it's all a bit relative, this, isn't it? Because it could be a, like a really big bet cash-wise, but if you've got plenty, it's not yeah. a big bet. Yeah, what 30 years to someone, um, to someone else. I mean, cash-wise... Um, the biggest bet I've ever had didn't cop. Um, it was on our called Stagecraft in the International at York. And uh, it was the year he watered the track. And there was the uh, the fast strip up the rails and uh, Steve decided to come up the middle. Um, and I was a bit mortified because uh, I lost... About 80% of an inheritance I got off my late auntie. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> uh, the previous February, which um, didn't exactly fill me with joy. But um, if I go back a bit further to when I was absolutely skinting on the bones of my backside, um, and I was the treasurer for a cricket team, I actually nicked the team only once to back one that did cop. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, I yeah, uh, I would have probably been doing a bit of hard time. Uh, doing a bit of doing a bit of bird. Yeah, yeah okay. The, uh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Um, okay, mine um, is a is a bit of a sad story, really. Um, I was a student. So um, the first time around, so what I had left of my student loan and what I'd had in winnings from the Tuesday at Cheltenham, I put on Nick Dundee in the 99 RSA. Oh my God. And thought, for, thought that it was just to basically double your money <laughs> bet. And, um, you know, it's going to be a lot of money at the time to a to a poor student it was probably about two weeks away from the Easter holidays as well and um, obviously we all, we all know what happened and I then had to go cap in hand to my parents who I was back staying with for the week so obviously I was, I was home for the week and um, had a sort of uh, my dad gave me a very uh, a very good lecture about you know betting <laughs> betting more than than you can afford to lose and yeah that was basically they had to sub me right up until the next load of my student loan came through and then because I'd totally overdone it at Cheltenham by going to Sandown on the Saturday and 
we were, no, we did Hereford on the Friday, Sandown on the Saturday, got absolutely roasted on the Saturday night because it was my birthday in, in Lambourne, uh, then Cheltenham, and then went to Utoxeter, and then back down to Newbury that night to go to the ball, Amateur Jockey's Ball. I got myself, obviously, just basically smoked all week, burnt myself out by drinking loads, and then <laughs> then got really sick with bronchitis the next week. Uh, so I had to come home again. So yeah, I don't think don't think they were too happy with me for that. But yeah, so that's my whole sub story behind Nick Dundee. So whilst everyone's getting the tissues out, I'll move move on to you, Lee. What's your what's your one? <laughs> I know that's, that's really unlucky. Um, the the one that that obviously is pivotal to me was um, 27th of May 2011. <laughs> uh, you see, I even remember the date. Uh, it's a horse I own called Satral. Um and she. Well, I looked at the race on the morning and thought, Jesus, you know, it was so bad. And I thought I knew what she could run to. And it was just a case of like, you know, have as much on as you possibly can at any any price. Yeah, just keep shoveling, shoveling away. And I don't want to paint a good picture on this because obviously I've had lots of bets over time and big bets that have obviously dipped and, you know, put me in stump. But But on this occasion, this was a very, very happy day. And I can remember getting the car after her. She won five lengths, and she, okay. you know, she, it was. It, I can remember getting the car, and I'm thinking, "This doesn't happen to me," you know, like like a massive bet. Um, you know, one of us had a Yeah, snap. I know. I'm glad we've ended on a happy note for that. Question. Yeah, yeah. I, it just it was just like I mean, there's been lots of really bad times. I mean, don't, don't ever think that this is like the, the norm because <laughs> it isn't. But but yeah, this one in particular, and I did. I I, just, I remember. Uh, uh, calling my now wife Jess, I just said, I said, like, I, I, this doesn't happen to me, really. Um, you know, I, I, I always end up, you know, having this amount of money on and then having to sort of eat soup for a month, you know, like, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But on this occasion, it was great. So, it's a trial, yeah. If you want to ever play it back for any nostalgist, that was me that day. Uh, yeah, that was a good day. Ah, we breathe a sigh of relief as we end with a happy story. Yeah. Um, Thanks to Carl Swanson on Twitter for this story. Is it time to drop the mayor's allowance to three pounds or altogether for the championship races? If the likes of Epitant and Honeysuckle are as good as people believe, they should go off level weights. Uh, Lee? Um, no, um, because, as, I mean, the, the thing for me is um, how many mayors have we had winning gold cups? How many mayors... <laughs> winning champion hurdles over the years how many you know mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. It, it, it's it, it for me it's a it, in athletic terms you know, you're not going to get women beating Usain Bolt's time and so on and so on so the mayor's allowance is always important um and I think you know it, it's obviously you know like in genetics in in mammals animals but that that's that's how it is it's, it's just it's just mm. it's there for a reason and 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 if you if you do the if you look at the data and you, you do the number crunching uh the mayor's allowance does not make a profit in terms of uh okay. you, you know so if you were to fact just because it's got the mayor's allowance against males that does not make a profit so so no 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 i, I would keep it as it is okay john I'm exactly the same, really. I, I don't really see a problem with it. Um, not at all. Okay, great stuff. All right, um, great question on Facebook from uh, Adam Webb. Adam, thanks for listening. 
uh, is the racing league not just an elongated Shergar Cup that now includes trainers as opposed to just jockeys? I'll come back to the second bit of uh, Adam's question after I've let John speak about his thoughts of the racing league. John. Well, um, I did hear about this a little while ago and I thought I must have a look at this at some point and then Adam finally gave me the nudge that was required to go and have a look at the website. And I would encourage anyone who is bored with the government cods wallop over coronavirus takes a look at this from the absolute masters of Codswallop at the BHS. <laughs> they virtually devoted an entire department to this project, which would probably come in at a combined IQ of 56 if you include the office cleaner. Okay. Uh, the best at Shaftesbury Avenue, so it might be unfair to lay all the blame with the BHS. The parts were in old Dodgers and Dido Harding have probably had a hand in it as well. Um, I mean, every time I look at the BHA and their activities, they show that they're as suited to this sport as Amos Sharples was to appearing in pornos. The, <laughs> the, the teams um, itself, I mean, the whole concept just defies belief. I'll just run you quickly through the teams here. Um, you've got uh, Neomarket 1, which is Gosden talking very posh and very clearly about what a good trainer he is. <laughs> um, you've got Cowell, Simcock and Prescott, and I'm sure all these will be very well handicapped next year. Then um, yeah. you've got HQ2, which is Bell, Warful, Bones and Variable. Then you pop over to Lambourne for Cox, the Slow Hills Kid, Osborne and Popeye. Uh, That's brilliant. Appleby, Dodds, O'Meara and Midge for the North. Um, the South team is very interesting. You've got Shannon, the Coles, Fox, Mrs and Huey. We've got three absolute non-entities from France. Where they dug them up from, I have no idea. I think they almost train in the provinces. There's a Northern team made up in, well, just the two people. Tim needs to be in Richard Fay. Probably because they're so miserable, they can't anybody team up with them. Uh, <laughs> we've got Charlie Fellows, Hugo Palmer, George Scott, and Tom Clover. So we've got the posh boys from the market. Mm-hmm. Then we've got Daddy's boys, Andrew Baldwin and Richard Hannon. I thought Charlie Hills and Ed Warfel would have made a good farce in there, but this just so. Brilliant. Um, George Baker, Sergeant Wilson, Gary Moore and Amanda Parrott for the South Toe. That's Jelly Dales and non-jiggers. <laughs> um, Roger Charlton, Alan King, Martin Maiden, Brian Mayen. Now, I noticed this team, and I was hoping there'd be some bogeys out there offering a price on Mayen not having one in the frame in the entire competition. Oh. Then, across the water, of course, because we've got to have the lads involved. And... Oh. Uh, Two young up-and-coming trainers who need a leg up. Uh, we've got Joseph and Donald Ah, <laughs> uh, they look. Come know, on. They, they, need, the publicity. they need all the media exposure they can get. You know. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I did hear Joseph was down well, almost four hundred horses now, so um, that can't be good. Um, <laughs> now it's one runner per team, so you've got twelve runners, several horses in these yards. 
all others weren't even be allowed to enter. Nothing the latest about that, of course. Um, last month, it was announced courses and dates have been approved. The new televised summer series will guarantee 1.8 million in prize money. I would like to see the total cost of this, because believe it or not, we've got a chief executive. Um, they're working to, together. Is it fair to have two trainers against four? Probably not. But, you know, Tim and I won't, won't mind because they can have a good moan about it. Um, all six meetings will be broadcast live on Sky Sports. So oh, that's okay. I don't watch that very much. Well, we'll have the benefit of Alex Hammond and Leglock Luke selling this to the masses. Um, there the will not be trial in the no-whip situation, thank Ooh. God, because um, that was where they were going to try and bring it in by stealth, I think, getting shot of the whip. Oh, right, okay. They're still in thrall to the RSPCA, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they let them in, didn't they? I thought, well, I'll, do. I'll, I'll go and have a look at and see how they're selling it. Mm-hmm. And we've got six incredible events in the summer 2021. <laughs> yeah, we thought about doing voiceover on X Factor, John. Infield, a new type <laughs> that, that of did sound like that. that. That really did sound like yeah, that. Didn't it? You know, Infield, for God's sake. So, what I thought here, there's obviously some marketing twonk from the BHA been sent to Flemington for a free lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Disguised as a fact-finding mission, some Aussies said to him, that's the, that's the infield out of there, mate. And that's what he's called. That's true, mate. That's the infield there, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's going to... They're going to have gamers there on the infield, you know? Gaming des- demonstration. Right? Some of the most talented gamers in the UK. So you're going to go racing and stand staring at the telly while somebody fiddles with his controller all afternoon. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> is that a euphemism? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, like I know Charlton's in the country, but we don't all do that. <laughs> yeah, no, so maybe they're going to say there's nothing virtual about a winner. Um, then they say the Racing League will have a festival fail. We'll be using the intersection of the track called the Infield, I think we've established that by now, to host Big Betty, the eSports truck. Now, okay. what did we show up? I wanted to be sure that this wasn't a typo and Big Betty isn't a hooker from Duncan. Well, I was just, just going to say, like, is, is that, you know, are we going back, sort of, back to the days where the where they sort of limos would pull up at the Queens in Cheltenham? Yeah, <laughs> and, and as this orgy of buzzwords continues, we've got team zones and brand activation spaces also situated. On the infield. And the gaming bit, do you reckon they'll have Space Invaders? And oh, absolutely. They do, I quite fancy having a look at that. <laughs> Why is it uh, I've got an image of Big Betty from Doncaster? Oh, oh, you know, only you know that, Lee. <laughs> We've got a quote here from Abby Harris. You don't have to gamble to be a fan. And then they give it over to Jeremy Ray, the CEO. Okay. He tells us that about five years ago, he was sitting in a sports bar where one screen in the corner showed a football game, and the other screen showed racing. Most people were watching the race, uh, football. Now, it was quite surprising because it was Manchester United on the football and the racing was from Brighton. I was <laughs> yeah, see, you know, get his head around this, why Man United match was more, more popular than watching them go down to the start at Brighton. Brilliant. 
Um, all the jockeys were wearing different colours. Really? You understand that, David? <laughs> um, and the sport isn't doing a really good job of promoting itself if nobody can understand it. Well, if you can't understand why, they have, why they've got different colours, really, you should be sticking to the football, I would say. This is superb, isn't it? You know, um, I really fear for the sport's future unless somebody gets their arms around yes. this. Absolutely. And takes it off these lunatics. Yeah. They are, they have no respect for the sport. No. They have no regard for the sport. They don't yeah. know what they're doing. They look at Sky Sports chucking money at football and they think that's the yeah. answer. And they think they want us all in charge wearing coloured scarves and things. And because they won't grasp the nettle that this is an ugly sport, you need to get people betting. Yes. Yep. Spot on, John. Um, with the whole infield thing, I think that's what they kind of, you know, at the um, Melbourne Cup, they kind of have the, you know, the garden bars and the. Yeah. They tried to do that, obviously, at Cheltenham this year and had the big Ferris wheel that I saw nobody on for the whole four days. Um, and if you wanted to go if if you <clears throat> if you remember you even had to pay extra to go on this various wheel um now i, d I don't know i i didn't ever read what the uptake was or anything like that but it's a bit different isn't it flemington cheltenham in march and i just found i thought yeah they've been on the gravy over in in melbourne and gone oh bloody hell that would be fantastic wouldn't it Cheltenham in March, where it's like can be one of three things: an, an unseasonably hot day, which it did turn out to be this year, or you can be freezing your bollocks off in freezing ice rain, or it can be snowing. And so the, <laughs> that's basically the, the same day, just with a bit of the white stuff. Well, it's probably, probably a lot of the white stuff, but that's it's a different story. Um, but how I don't see how it enters their head that that could possibly transfer to a national hunt meeting isn't <laughs> flemington which is basically a race around a party isn't it i mean the whole you know the race is very popular obviously the whole country stops for the race but for those who go and for those that stay in the infield it's basically it's, it's party central isn't it the race yeah. is secondary to that um not for everyone i know but it's just i don't know i just i just don't get it how would Derby used to stop the country till these idiots got their hands on it? Oh, well, yeah. Exactly. When it was on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, now it doesn't. Yeah. So to answer your question, Adam, um, yeah, we, I, think we can all, I think we all agree that it, it's a load of bollocks. Um, and a more positive question, Adam goes on, who are the panel's favourite horses to ever tackle the national fences? Uh, Lee? Well, the, the best display I've ever seen over the national fences myself uh, was Mr. Frisk. Yeah. I mean, I broke the I mean, track as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously very, very quick ground, but I mean, that, that was the most impressive. As a youngster, well, I can't remember what age I was, but I was younger than I am now. But, um, 94, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 94. So, yeah, I was 20, No, it wasn't 91. nine. That was, that was, that was Minnie Mr. the first 1990. Yeah. 1990. 1990. So I was, I, yeah. was, I was 17. So, so yeah, that, that was the one I remember watching in the, the Smoky Vale betting shop. <laughs> um, you know, like everyone like lighting up and, and oh, you know, yeah. through the mist of the, 
you know, to get through the Benson and Hedges smoke yeah. to get counter. Yeah, yeah. the John Player specials. Oh yeah, um, and uh, yes, yeah, so, so that was the race I remember, Mister Frith, the bold, bold jumping. Uh, that I enjoyed that, so that would be my face. Um, my, uh, do, do you remember them? It was a, obviously war famous colours. Um, horse called Brave Highlander that always used to finish in the placings in the in the national. Yeah. Uh, I think the only time he didn't was in 2001, obviously. When, like, that was the old and 80 colours, wasn't it? It was in the old and 80 colours, but God, he just loved those fences. And see, see a horse that, and he'd be, Philip Hyde or anyone, he'd be pulling like Philip Hyde's hands out. Like, you know, it was like, it was just to see a horse that absolutely takes to those fences. And you can see he's just absolutely loving it. Um, kind of story, really, that the national should, you know, <laughs> be focusing on. There are horses for that course. It, we'll get onto that later when when we get onto the feature chase and the and the Sefton. Um, yeah, I thought that he was he was a great advert for those fences, and yeah, it was it was never used. And and also West Tip, of course, he he loved them as well and finished in the placing so many times and, and won the race. And and he just absolutely adored them. You know, you see um, when he was sort of nearly down at, at beaches. And then went on to, and Rhyme and Reason, of course, did the same thing. Um, you know, you get, you get horses that just love that place, and when you see them jumping like that, it's just brilliant. But anyway, thanks, Adam. I know the National is, is, uh, is your favourite race, um, so thank you for your questions. We'll move on. Sandown, uh, the Tingle Creek meeting. Uh, there are a thousand people allowed in tomorrow, uh, so that'll that'll be good be good to have some atmosphere and some people back on course um john where do you want to start with sandown well i hope they're well licked up if there's only a thousand there because otherwise <laughs> it'll sound a bit hollow won't it um but yeah um good effort from sandown to get get the show back on the road mm -hmm. um, nice to see um the 115 i like to Renita's horse, Frenchy the Large. Okay. I think proper slop hound this. Uh, I think it'll be proper slop tomorrow. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I thought they had a good chance. And then in the novice chase, I thought all mankind would probably get the matic down the railway fences. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, that, that will be a sight to see. Yeah, I think so. Um, He'll either win it down there or make a complete Arlix of the first and then yeah. on to your hats, won't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, it's, it's quite strange, isn't it? Because in the triumph and then in his first race back over hurdles, he seemed to sort of be feeling something. And then fences lit, lit him up again last time out. Well, um, Lee tipped him to get bait first time up, didn't he? Um, yeah. On the stiffer track. Yeah, we were... We're both a bit worried, obviously, how he just kind of emptied in the triumph from a horse that had sort of gone from his earlier races of hardly being able to pull him up. Um, so I don't know. I guess one never know, but if there was a problem there or not. But obviously, he he looked well enough when he did it over fences. Um, what's your take on the Tingle Creek, John? Well, I suppose it depends whether Altiers have the pre-race checks or not, really, doesn't oh. it? You know. Um, Politologues possibly half a better seven or two mm -hmm. each way, but you know, if, if the Altiar turns up, I would expect him to win, really. Okay, 
Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, he's what's he? He's, he's four pounds clear of uh, polit of um, politolog, isn't he? So, I mean, in fairness, the horse just didn't quite tame himself last year, did he? No, no, he didn't at all. For no. Various reasons, um, none of which you can decipher much sense from the trainer, but no. You know, um, I mean, he, he, he probably wasn't right. No, I don't think he was right. And, I mean, the problem is with Nicky, if he told you today was Friday, you'd go and have a look at the calendar, wouldn't you? Yeah. That's, that, that's, that's the problem we're facing. Anything else, uh, Sandown? Uh, Eglin saying the cell in the 335. I've got it in my yes. tracker. Um, yeah. I thought it might have needed the debut after a wind-up. Yep. ran okay. Probably worth another pop, small yeah, step. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. Lee... What's your take on Sandown? Um, very strong opinion in the uh, King Henry the uh, the Seventh uh, mm. novice chase. Um, I'm very very strong on Hitman. Okay. Um, basically, this horse, you could see in its stride pattern that, that this is absolute quality. Um, okay. The the time was eleven seconds quicker than the 107-rated winner of the handicap chase. And this horse did not come off the steel at any point. It ploughed through the second last. There is improvement in jumping, obviously. But I like yeah. that. I like yeah. the fact that, you know, he didn't do everything perfectly and do that time. And then and then everyone's saying, well, yeah, that was impressive. Or it ploughed, honestly, absolutely hammered the second last. Um, you know, this horse is, is a real serious animal. And the thing for me with all mankind, everyone's saying, oh, how impressive, blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is the thing. If you're getting a rhythm at Sandown, it's good. So all mankind, it's got that on its side. Front running, getting a rhythm. Mm -hmm. But there's a few there's a few horses here that won't, won't want him to get his own way. You know, there's yeah. a few horses here that go, go forward. Hitman can just sort of sit and travel. Um, and as I said, I think this horse is a serious animal. So Hitman for me, uh, at the prices, I think I think it's a very very good bet. Okay, brilliant stuff. Hitman, um, he has um, showed signs in France of being a bit of a lunatic, hasn't he? And uh, maybe he has that kind of world genius that is sometimes needed to be a uh, a, a good racehorse. Obviously, thinking about the likes of um, Mike Bite and dear old York Hill and. You know, sometimes you need a bit of madness, don't you? Um, he did. But he did, did zero wrong at Foss last. Yeah, zero absolutely. Yeah, like he he went clear, didn't he? And then he whacked the second last. Yeah. And then yeah, uh, did did run out in France at the beginning of the year, but obviously, yeah, in France, <laughs> meaning to be rude, but you don't even know in France is that jockey ever do you know what I mean look what happened today um, um, there's some there's some terrible jockeys in France yeah so um, I mean the, yeah, the, the, last, the last one to ride him in France was claiming was was, was basically claim, claiming weight so yeah. yeah okay so interesting anything else on the stand down card that you're pretty into no that was it really okay brilliant stuff so let's go north to Dear old Aintree, I've got a massive soft spot for Aintree. Love the place. Um, was fortunate enough to work there for several nationals and just have great memories of, of being in Aintree. I, I do love it. Um, do you think they ripped the guts out of the place, Catherine? Uh, with what, in regards to the national course? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah um, I understand that after um, the incidents at Beaches um, that obviously uh, I think though you remember when they made the first renovations to it yeah and I think you should have probably left it at that mm-hmm. I understand why those renovations are at, and nobody wants to see dead horses but, um, you know it's uh, it's kind of not beaches you know they say now and down to beaches it's not really what it was is it it's kind of just a it's just a it's just another fence now isn't it it's just a bit of a you know i liked the whole kind of beaches as a test and then you know you you go on to like a, a valentine like a small fence like valentine's and um yeah i think that I can understand the first alteration, but maybe should have just should have just left it at that. Um, one of my eye catchers uh, is is running running at Aintree, and obviously I wasn't the only one to notice him. Seven to two now, Hunter's call. Um, fortunately, um, we'll go on to the the Beecher Chase and onto the Sefton. Um, Lee, um, have you got a fancy in these big two? Yeah, um, I think like the beach chase. Um, I mean, for, for for punters looking for something to bet, uh, history has uh, has said that you need a a prominent enough runner um, mm-hmm. to do the biz. Um, and I, I I know it's a bit obvious, but walking the mill is obviously going for a hat trick of wins yeah. in the in the race. Um, his course record is one four one. Yeah. Um, so. so Anybody that wants, and, and if you look at the form of Robert Walford this week, yeah, yeah. he's in form, isn't he? Oh, you know, 25 percent, is it? I, I mean, I mean, yeah, he, his horses seem to be in absolute terrific mm. order, so that's he's a race in the racing league, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, exactly. So, I think, I think if, if, if you are if if you like walking the mill, I think you've nothing to be worried Absolutely. about yeah. going into the race. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I would agree with that. The other one, of course, was second to him last last year, Kimberlite Candy. Um, I think, see, again with the national fences, horses that really love jumping these fences. You know, there's a there's a few in here. Walk in the mill, Kimberlite Candy, Bouillon Rouge. You know, they've all been they've been round here a few times, and yeah. I, I I wouldn't put anyone off back in any of those to be honest with you. Um, you know, in, in terms of a of a bet in the race to put one up, I think you're absolutely spot on. The walk in the mill, you know, you you guarantee you're guaranteed a place at least. Are you? And I really, I really do hope that he gets the three timer because it's absolutely brilliant for a small stable like Robert Walford, uh, you know, and great for them to have um, a showcase. You know, that that's their their top horse. One, one but, for the smaller guy and abs- would make would make the headlines. Absolutely, yeah, and you know, people people outside of racing, oh couple of races over the national fences you know i'll just get them looking and i think i think it's, it's great for the smaller man um anything else on the um entry card lee um i thought in the grand sefton mm-hmm. um i've always thought this for a long time if i own springtown lake in, yeah in the grand sefton right this is this is the one race i would have targeted for the horse all its life okay it, it, lo- it loves jumping um, Everything you know, it, it really does. It, it's a it's a fantastic jumper of fences, and if I could have ever picked a race, uh, this. Sound Lake, this would be it. 
So, okay. so I, I shall be back in this. Yeah. yeah, and the right man on board, obviously, um, yeah. Tom O'Brien. Um, yeah. You'd, you'd rather, I'd rather have him on. Than Decker. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and you know he's he's riding, he's riding brilliantly, um, this season, which is great to see. Um, yeah, are you, you're not the only person actually, Lee, that said that to me this week. Um, oh, so that's quite interesting. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. yeah. What What do you think of What do you guys think of uh, Mike Bike going over these fences? I I just think, from from my perspective, we we might bike, um, and I refer to sort of Santini in the in the many clouds, right? Mm-hmm. There's some temperament there. Yeah. You know, you know, these horses don't come off the bridle and don't and don't have the antics without you know. Mm-hmm. People think, oh, does it, does it need a trip? You know, you, you, in the early stages of a, of a horse's career, oh, it needs a trip. This it, it's hard ridden. It, it, you know, I, I, th- I think Santini was impressive last year in the many clouds. Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm digressing, but so, but Santini last year was mm. winning races, doing everything wrong. Yeah, um, and the same we might buy. That I just think temperament's got the better of him. But, yeah, but, I do. Yeah. He had, that really, he had that kind of run of um, just sort of like a season, didn't he? Where you really thought that he was that he'd straightened out when he was second in the Gold Cup. That's yeah, there. that was the thing, wasn't it? I mean, Nathan River punched his lungs out that day. That's it. Did that completely? Um, did that completely I, blow his brains? I, I, I think so. I think horses uh, can have their hearts broken, as we know. Yeah. Um, look at Peddlers Cross. Um, Hurricane Fly. Um, I think Jason Jason McGuire is is on record as saying, you know, Hurricane Fly eyeballed him and beat him, and he broke his heart basically. Yeah. And I remember seeing, obviously, I was a massive Hurricane Fly fan. Ran down to the winners' enclosure after the race, and I was actually really sad to see the sight of Edwards Cross. He had given it his all. He was absolutely screwed. You know, yeah, he was, he was head down. He was, he'd, he'd, he'd given it all, and that was quite a sorry sight. Moving on to the um, many clouds, who who wins tomorrow? Well, I think it, it, it's what it's what kind of view you take. As I said, San, San, Santini was winning races last year, doing well, messing about. Mm-hmm. He's a messer. He messes yeah, around. It's yeah. nothing to do with trip or uh, he comes off the bright. He's messing. Yeah. Um, and and whether he can do that against native, if native river turns up, you know, in in prime form, you know in that he'll just, river we know, yeah. yeah. Then then it's going to be soft ground. Blah blah. Native river, I think, would probably beat him if he decides if Santini decides to mess around and. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. I mean, I don't see Frodon like as much as like he's, he's the people's horse, and I do I do love Frodon, but mm-hmm. he's he's not Native River or Santini, is he? No, no, he's not. I'd just like to know what handicap they're going to go for with Keeper Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that's that's my that's um, one of my questions um, coming coming out of this race as well. Um, John, yeah. uh, entry for for you tomorrow. What do you fancy? Right, um, I can't argue with the the horses for courses logic in the in the beach chase. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, walking the mill has a good chance. I, I'm toying with chancing Yala Enki though. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, stays well. It's in good order. Yeah. Jumps well, goes handy. Hard to crab apart from possibly the big weight, but it's carried big weights before and bad. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, from a value point of view, I, I might just have a bit on that. Okay. I preferred the, the Sefton Chase, actually, as a betting medium. I preferred it much more on Tuesday than I do tonight. <laughs> because um, I sorted out that Didero Vallis at 20 to 1 on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I think it's about 7 or 6 to 1 now um, for Venetia. Yeah. I haven't got a lot of form to write home about, but uh, it looks like it's been targeted at this point. Yeah, 11 to 2 now, John. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah. Um, and the other one I liked was Dingo Dollar. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, um, maybe the debut. You love I'm a celebrity, don't you? You love it. He's had a wind up since He's had a wind up as well. Um, which fancy for the Great Yorkshire Chase last year off 146, runs off 148. Mm-hmm. I think the drop in trip will probably help. It's the type of horse, if it got into a rhythm, I think it could be dangerous here. Okay. And uh, 16 to 1, I think, you know, when you, you're taking late horses, modus, I think, has gone up too much. Mike Bates almost certainly blown out now, you know. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's got a reasonable chance. And I, I like the rider as well around there. I think he rides this course pretty Tom well. Cannon, yeah. Tom Cannon, I think he's I think he's, I think he's yeah. a brilliant rider. I really do. Okay. So, um, before we look at the, obviously, Andy Defray runs at um, Navan tomorrow um before we look at the irish action for sunday um we'll have a look at the peterborough chase at huntingdon on sunday um john i know you like the fresh angle on forest pian um obviously fell pretty early on didn't it at haydock yeah, he's, um, he's kind of unfreshened himself hasn't he <laughs> that's what yeah i'm wondering do you still plant him because I- you know it's part of that or I, I, I wasn't thrilled with what I saw that day, either, to be honest. I mean, he ballooned a couple of fences and then yeah. took an absolute swan dive into the Kirkland's mud, you know. So <laughs> um, I just couldn't really back him with, okay. without him showing something. I like Dolos in this. Right, okay. Um, highest official rated, handle swap, about third best on the clock. I mean, I think six to one each way is pretty heavy. Okay, yeah, it was um, fourth behind Rouge Fifth. See it um, at Cheltenham. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Um, Lee, do you have a fancy in the Peterborough? Um, I was struggling to find the winner, uh, which doesn't help many, but but the, the thing for me is the ground, obviously, Mr. Fisher, it plays against. Yeah. I've, I've ne- do you know, I've never seen Al Dancer as a slot beast, um, despite, you know, yeah. a, I always think that one's better ground. Um Chucking with me and back the runner up, mate. Right? Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, do you know what? Do you know what I'd love to see, and, and, and this isn't from a punting point of view, but I would love to see Anne Hamilton win it. Oh, so not, would I. That's well. Yeah. That's, That's you know, yeah. you know, like you, you said to me, Catherine. You said, you know, like about your kill. You yeah. Know, and you, it gets the, it gets the, the heart going. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, nuts. Well, for me in that race would. For Anne Hamilton to win a Peterborough like that and beating that lot, that would be my wish, yeah. rather than a bet, but a wish. Yeah, so this, this time, uh, nuts well, like this time last year, 7th of December last year, running off a mark of 
of 130 and he's now on a mark of 159 that's incredible isn't it yeah yeah and like yeah no fair play to them and um he's stuck up a real sort of partnership with danny McManaman. and and um, yeah i would absolutely love to see that yeah 11, 11 wins eight seconds and three thirds so that's 20 yeah this, this is the national hunt game 22 in the in the three from 38 starts what a horse yeah yeah absolutely. What a, you know yeah i was um and look i mean he's beat uh clondor castle obviously uh, one last weekend, and he beat he beat him a length and a half in in the old Rhone. Beat Itchy Feet as well. Itchy Feet, I think, is obviously going to be better over a longer distance. You know, they're, they're, these are decent horses. You know, and he's he's beaten them in the old Rhone, and, and so when, and when he won the old Rhone, he, he didn't he, he wasn't foot perfect. Yeah, he's, he's, he still he still came through and did it. So that that I, I'm cheering that on, but, but yeah, not, absolutely, not best, not better. Yeah, no, no, totally agree with you. But it would be fantastic to see. Punches down on Sunday. Um, God, this John Durkin's unbelievable, isn't it? Um, what a race this is. Uh, Alaho, Battle Over Doyen, Chris's Dream, La Richburg, uh, Mellon, Min, Sam Crow. My God, I love Sam Crow. Tornado Flyer. That's the dead eight. Um, Lee, are you, are you fancying in this or is it watchproof? Um... It is, but but I, I'm I, I've always felt uh, Alaho right. They, mm-hmm. they, they went straight for the three miler at, at, at Cheltenham. Yep. And, and and I'm I'm feeling here that that is it is it is this horse a three miler? You know, he's quite keen going. Um, it, you know, when he got caught by Easy Game at Leopardstown, it, it basically he bolted clear. He's always been a free going sort. Um, and I'm thinking. You know, back to two and a half against pro- probably unfit rivals. I thought yeah. would be interesting. It was quite interesting, wasn't it, at the festival? Because they um, they said that they were going to go for the marsh and then went to the RSA. So please excuse my daughter. She's obviously excited <laughs> about the prospect of Alaho going over two mile four. <laughs> I think so. You, you, you tell me one like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's... It's good to see you so involved in the National Hunt game anyway. Um, yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying there, Lee, totally. John, I'll move quickly on while I can. Yeah, yeah, quite like this dream. I thought it needed a Okay. I am sorry about this if anyone's still listening. Happens, you know? We're going live, aren't we? You know? Yeah, we're live, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope she doesn't like say any naughty words that may have slipped out of my mouth and then she suddenly decides to repeat it the only time that um, on air um, quick look at Cork, anybody fancy anything at Cork? Um, not really yeah. um, hang on. 
Christ, he's going on. Uh, yeah, got it. Um, just the the the, 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 the Kelly group chase, I think it's a bit of a farce because Chills and me won't be off. Um, you know, like of, of BFGs. So you've you've just basically left as a favourite. I think that's the sad thing. Chills yeah. and me will be off tomorrow. Yeah, uh, and obviously um, Paul Talon taking the decision to go and ride um, Chacun Bonsoir, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yes, I think we'll end there. Um, so. <laughs> thanks to everyone for listening. I do apologise for my relentless energy. And um, we'll be back next week. See you then. God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 <laughs>